Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to Discover DEP, the official podcast of the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection. Each week, we talk with DEP experts about how we protect and preserve New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. So that you'll never miss one of our podcasts, please subscribe to Discover DEP on iTunes or Google Play. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy our podcast. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. Today we are joined by Chris Adair, part-time assistant geologist in DEP's Division of Water Supply and Geoscience, to talk about fluorescent minerals. Chris was on our podcast last year to discuss the display he put together for the lobby in DEP's main building here in Trenton, which highlighted New Jersey's connection to baseball. Now Chris has worked on a new display, this time all about fluorescent minerals, which are found here in New Jersey in greater abundance than almost any place else on earth. Under ultraviolet light, certain minerals glow with an amazing array of vibrant colors. This is known as fluorescence. And we have on display down in the lobby of our main building here, as I mentioned a moment ago, a display of some of these fluorescent minerals, which are really, really cool. So, Chris, tell us a little bit about fluorescence. Why do these minerals fluoresce? These minerals fluoresce because of impurities in the rock structure itself. They're known as activators, and it's actually what makes your rock glow. So what kind of impurities are in there? Is there a certain other element or something in um, there that make them glow? Exactly. It, usually they're a cation of metals. So it's something like boron, lead, tungsten, manganese, rare earth metals. If that's in your rock, you have a chance to glow under ultraviolet light. That's pretty cool. How did they discover the fluorescence in these rocks originally? I, mean, I can't imagine in the old days, miners were going down the hole with black lights. Maybe in the 60s, you had a lot of black lights around, but not back in the day. So how did they discover the fluorescence in these in these rocks and minerals? So it was a little before the, the 60s. In the 1850s, a Irish math, a mathematician named Sir George Gabriel Stokes was doing some experiments with light waves and x-rays and UV and just wanted to see what happens when you introduce these different wavelengths to objects. So he had a UV ray and he pointed it at a piece of fluorite and he realized it glowed a brilliant blue violet, And that's where you get the name, fluorite, fluorescence. That must have been quite a surprise for him. I, I would think so. Yeah. All of a sudden, what, it's glowing? <laughs> so do all minerals fluoresce? Do they um, all have something in them that makes them fluoresce or are there just certain ones? They do not. It's really dependent on geology and what's in the ground beneath their feet. But even you could be in you know, a place rich in fluorescent minerals, you may pick up a rock and it may not glow even though, oh, this is fluorite, this should glow. And it's because there are certain minerals like iron and copper that give it a dampening effect. So when there's too much iron, too much copper, it ruins the effect and it just... It won't glow. It's kind of like putting a, a shade over the fluorescent uh, exactly. parts of the mineral. It's, yeah. it's all the different minerals reacting inside, and it's a shield and saying, nope, no good, no good here. So, Chris, overall, how many different types of fluorescent minerals have been identified? As I said, in New Jersey, there's 260. There's no real world count. 
geologists estimate that there's about 15% of all minerals that exist, they'll glow. Now, are there certain places around the world where fluorescent minerals are found, or, or are they widely distributed across the planet? They're more or less in concentrated areas. Sussex County, New Jersey. That is, excuse my language, but it is a gold mine. <laughs> a gold mine of fluorescent minerals. In the Ogdensburg area and the Franklin area of New Jersey, there's roughly 260 minerals up there that can glow, and 35 of these are only found in New Jersey. Is that so, right? So we're pretty special. And on top of that, 65 minerals were discovered in that area alone, which is a world record. What other places around the globe tend to have a concentration of fluorescent minerals? Or, or is there no place that equals what we've got the, up in Sussex County? There's no place that equals this. You have some places out in the Middle East that you can find some, some in the American Southwest, but it's, it's not like here. So what, what are some of the common types of minerals that tend to fluoresce? As I said, fluorite, mm-hmm. calcite. And do you have to go into a mine to find these, or can you actually find like rocks on the surface if you're kind of walking along a, a hiking path or something? Well, you're not going to find them along the hiking path because it's daylight, and yes. <laughs> most people aren't going to walk around with an ultraviolet light. So you'd have to get pretty lucky to be mm-hmm. walking around, but most of the stuff is going to be found deep under the Earth's surface. Okay, so it's not something that tends to be kind of scattered around like regular rocks. I mean, you might, and you may go, hey, this is a cool rock, and take it home with you, but you're not going to know until you introduce it. When you take it home, say you you find a rock, you think, oh, this looks like something maybe I saw once before. What do you have to do to determine whether, in fact, it is fluorescent when you get it home? If you own an ultraviolet light, many people own black lights, which are usually long wave, the ones at least you find in stores, Mm -hmm. take it into a dark room, turn on your light, hold your rock up to the light. If it glows, then you've got one. (laughs) Then you got one. If you don't, it doesn't. It doesn't. (laughs) Is there a commercial use for these fluorescent minerals? You know, we've all seen uh, posters that will glow a certain color under a black light. Do they, is that something they get from these minerals or are there other processes for that? If you work in an office building, you're under them all the time. Fluorescent lights. They're coated on the inside with mercury vapor. Ah. So then when you flip the switch, it excites the light inside, and a chemical reaction, more or less, you have the light, and you're able to do your work. Oh, I didn't even make that connection between so, fluorescent yeah. minerals and fluorescent lights. Of course, I should have. That seems obvious but to I'll, me. <laughs> the more interesting one to me than your everyday light is they use it in mail sorting. Really? How do they do that? It's a stamp. So mm-hmm. on, on your stamp, you have bands of fluorescent, I'll, I'll say powder, because mm-hmm. it's not something you can really wipe off or anything. Right. So you put it under and you say, all right, this is a first class stamp. This is a forever stamp. This is So the mail sorting machine knows exactly where the stamp needs to be delivered to and how fast to deliver it to. Really? So every day in the mail, when we get a piece of mail with a stamp... We've uh, got some fluorescence there. Exactly. If we uh, took a black light to our daily mail delivery, we'd probably you, be able to see those little lines. Right. You have a nice little moon. You might be able to shine your black light on the moon stamp, and the whole thing may glow because I know those are forever stamps. Yes, they are. Yeah. Now, in New Jersey, you mentioned they're in Sussex County. That's yes. where the abundance is. Is there Are there any um, sort of places you can go up there, any museums or... or uh, geology labs or something where the public can go and see some of these minerals? So there are two. There's the 
Franklin Mine Museum in Franklin, and then there's the Sterling Hill Mine Museum in Ogdensburg. And they're open to the public? Yes. And what sort of things do you see there? At the Franklin Mining Museum. I personally haven't been there. I would love to take a trip, but it's it'll be rocks. It's And it's not just the rest of rocks. It's, you have gold pieces, silver pieces, glowing rocks, rubies. So it, it runs the whole gamut. Of, and they're all from that Franklin mine, huh? Not all of them, but they're from the area. Mm-hmm. And they get rocks from all around the world. Same with Sterling Hill. Mm-hmm. And sadly, I know both have been targets of robbery because people say, oh man, look at these precious rocks. Or at least they think some of them are precious. Yes, yes. And then, as I said, Sterling Hill Mine, you have the museum part where there's, again, glowing rocks, non-glowing rocks, gold, and then you can take a trip into the mine. You can go down into the actual mine? Yes. That's pretty cool. They're guided tours and... You have to wear a hard hat, I guess? I don't remember. I was there when I was in third grade, a very long time ago. Very long time ago. (laughs) But I remember... When I was in third grade, that was probably before they started mining there in the 19th century, (laughs) but, you know. I I remember from my trip being enthralled because one of the coolest things is they have the color wall, which is a 100-foot area, and just rocks of many different colors, and they cycle through the two different kinds of ultraviolet lights because... Some rocks glow one color under short wave, and then they'll glow a different color under the long wave. Can you tell us a little bit about the two different types of wavelengths of ultraviolet light? I, you know, I referred earlier to regular light, which is kind of what we're used to seeing from the sun and, and from incandescent and even from, from fluorescent light bulbs. But light comes in all different wavelengths, right? Right. So how does, how does that kind of work? It's wavelengths are really what you can see with your eye. So we can't see x-ray. We can't see UV light because they're just so far outside of our field of vision. The ones we can see are normal everyday colors, Roy G. Biv. Right. So we can see reds, orange, oranges, yellow, green, blue, blue, indigo, and violet. Exactly. Yeah, so good. violet is really, or ultraviolet is right on the other side. Oh, so we, so, so we, we get close, we get close, but not quite there. Right, so that's how we see it with, with the help of these lights, because you shine the ultraviolet light on the rock. It excites the electron, jumps up to the next orbital, and then when it jumps back down, it releases the wave light that we can see. Interesting. So it's almost, these lights that we're using, they're, they're cheats, so we can see beyond what their normal eye can see. So what kind of colors do these minerals fluoresce in? Are they super saturated or what, what can you expect to see? The ones in New Jersey are super saturated. So besides being the mineral capital, we also, our rocks, our minerals glow brighter than anywhere else, which is another reason why the Franklin area is so special. You get the reds, you get greens, yellows, you get violets from my time up in Sterling Hill in third grade, <laughs> I, I really remember the greens and the pinks. Mm. Those are what stood out. And yeah. actually, they, they let us take one home. I mean, it wasn't off the wall. It was, right. here you go, you, you experience this, take this home, remember this day. Wow. And because of that, I actually went out and bought a black light. Cool. And so that one, that rock I had, I don't remember what it was. It may have been Franklinite. 
And so the Franklinite, is the Franklinite itself glowing or are there things in the Franklinite that cause it it's, to glow? It's not the Franklinite itself. It's in the matrix with the calcite or with the fluorite. And that's glows. Cool. So this display, who gave you the idea for the display? Was it something you came up with? or? So I actually didn't come up with the idea for fluorescent minerals. We have a great group of people down at the water survey that always throwing off ideas. This was kind of a group effort. Nice. Next display case, though, is all me. Oh, well, give us a little preview. What's that one going to be? Thinking fossils in New Jersey. Fossils in New Jersey. Well, that'll be cool. Excellent. I, fossils have always been something that have interested me, especially dinosaur fossils. The first full dinosaur skeleton was found in New Jersey. And we have a state dinosaur in New Jersey, we too, do. right? Yeah. So what's the name of that dinosaur? The... Hadrosaurus Falci. Cool. So we'll look forward to seeing that as well. But in the meantime, what was this fluorescent mineral display going to include? There's actually two display cases this time. And there's a little black light, and you can shine it and discover the colors in the rocks down there. Right. And I assume the captions tell you what's in the rocks and, and what you're looking at. Yeah. There's, there's a piece of calcite, and then there's willemite. So not going to give away the color. <laughs> That'll be something for people to discover. Exactly. And if they want to learn more about fluorescent minerals, we have several websites in the description of this podcast where people can find out about them and uh, also find out about the uh, two museums that you mentioned up in Sussex County, the uh, Sterling Hill and the Franklin Mine Museum. is fascinating places to discover. They were uh, psychedelic art before there was psychedelic art. And they're really, really interesting places. And it's the thing that fascinates me about all of this is, you know, I've read something recently that says we know more about outer space than we know kind of what's under our feet here on the on our own planet. And to think that something like this is, is something that's down there, particularly in New Jersey, but all sorts of other things we're still discovering about the composition of our own planet. Thinking about space. I like space, personally. <laughs> it's crazy. We can shoot a car into space yeah no big deal and but we don't know it's under our feet no speed limits in space either so that's pretty good yeah do we uh know how long the display is going to be on display i think in six months six months hopefully a changeover in july changeover so, in july so people need to be sure to make sure that over the coming weeks and months they have a chance to stop by see this fascinating fluorescent mineral display which has already received dare I say it, glowing reviews from those who have seen it. And you can see why, because of the interest, I think, and the, and the colors that can be seen and just uh, how it helps us understand there is so much we still have to learn about our planet and our environment, and it's a constant, ongoing process. So I want to thank Chris Adair for being with us today. I want to thank him also for putting this display together, following on the baseball display that was there uh, last year. And uh, the dinosaur display that will be coming later this year. So lots of fun things to see, lots of uh, things to learn about the geology of our state. It's a varied, interesting geology, and these displays, I think, help people understand and illustrate uh, just how fascinating the geology of New Jersey is and how important the work that our state geologists do to helping our understanding of our environment and particularly our water supply. So, Chris, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.